0: Hello, and welcome back for another Toasted Tale with me, Jim. I'm really happy you decided to join me today around the fireside. If, like me, you enjoy hearing stories, then you've come to the right place. I think there are interesting stories in every subject, just waiting to be found and shared. In this podcast, we're going to take a random subject and use it as a seed to do some research, and in that time, I'll do my best to find a story within that hopefully I and you can find enjoyable. Let's then bring in the subject randomizer and find out what today's topic will be. Okay then, so today it's landed on the name Hobie. Now just for clarity I'm not an expert on people with the name or nickname of Hobie. In fact I don't think I've ever known anyone with that name. I'm just a guy who likes taking a subject and finding interesting tales within. And if I can learn a thing or two along the way, then that's a bonus. So as not to keep you all waiting around, I know your time is very valuable, I've already completed the research for this topic, and I'm really excited to share with you what I found. Firstly, it's interesting. When doing a podcast topic on something obscure like a name, where the seed of the entire tale is a name like Hobie, I can often feel like an imaginary tour guide, taking you all listening on a trip round some famous museum showing all the interesting people to have ever lived. And, you know, now I'm taking you all round the Hobie wing, where on the left you can see blah blah blah, and on the right you can see this person. And I really like imagining that. We did a previous podcast uh, on the name Shafran, and it was very similar, where we kind of looked at the background of the name, and we then looked at some interesting Shafrans, and this is going to be a similar one to that for Hobies. Now, there isn't much on the name Hobie. It's, It's quite light on the ground. We know it's a boy's name uh, and it's like a modern iteration of an older American style or German names like Hobart or Hubert and that it means bright or shining intellect but now join me as we go down the Hobie wing of this museum of great people and I want to show you two interesting individuals that caught my attention one with the name of Hobie and the other who had the nickname Hobie. Because was interesting that almost as many famous people who had the name of Hobie had also the nickname. Our first subject is Hobie Billingsley. Born on the 2nd of December 1927, he was an American diving champion and honoree of the International Swimming Hall of Fame. In an interview in 2008, Billingsley talked about how in his early years, during the Great Depression, he and his mother moved frequently around the country, living on so little. He remembers that they probably lived on around $500 a year, which even with inflation is a tiny amount. He was unable to play sports at this young age, but at seven, him and his mum had settled enough for him to join a local YMCA and begin his sporting pursuits. Even after the YMCA denied his admission after he turned eight, that didn't stop him. For the next nine years, he would sneak into the building without the authorities knowing, in order to continue his sporting training. He recounts about his first diving experience starting in an unorthodox way. He started with a tumbling group at the YMCA and found himself performing as well as the older kids who'd been doing it for much longer. This primed himself, perfectly, for when one of the other kids on the diving team fell ill, he was ready to swoop in it wasn't too different. When he was tumbling he was doing it on a mat, and now he was doing it off a diving board. As may have been expected though for this story, when he started diving he instantly fell in love with the sport completely. It wasn't all smooth sailing however. Being told by one of your coaches that you're not good enough to reach the standard of diving, would make many people lose confidence and falter. But not Hobie Billingsley. He picked up an older diving book that showed him how to execute certain dives, and supplemented his training by self-teaching himself from the instructions found in the text. Hobie Billingsley turned down a free scholarship at the University of Michigan for diving, and instead decided to study at the Ohio State University, where he paid his tuition by working at the same country club where Jack Nicholas, the 117 tournament winning professional golf player, teed off. In his freshman year at Ohio State, he won two NCAA diving titles. There was a lot going on in the world at this time, however, and in order to serve in the armed forces, he deferred college for a year and dove in the Amateur Athletic Association before fighting in Japan during World War II. Binningsley had previously talked about the chance he'd missed to attend the prestigious Yale University and there to study to be a minister after he returned from service. He only had one choice in his mind, though. It was to return to Ohio State and dive with the greatest divers its program had there. Following college, and after a couple of failed career options, which included dentistry and teaching, Billingsley found his way into coaching at Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, in the late 1950s. After a short time at Ohio State, one of his old teammates, Doc Councilman, was integral, in helping him move from Ohio into his next coaching position which would follow at Indiana University in 1959. After years of bouncing around the country trying to find his way in life, Hobie Billingsley stayed at Indiana for 30 years and in this time he can recount with pride about how he and Doc Councilman turned the program into an NCAA championship team while there. Now all of this is to say that as a diving coach from the years of 1959 to 1989 he helped lead Indiana University swimmers and divers to 23 Big Ten which is a athletic conference competition where 14 teams from different universities compete and six NCAA championships. He coached 115 national champions including 22 Big Ten champions. He also went on to coach winners of three Olympic and four Pan American gold medalists and five world championships. He also coached the Olympic teams in 1968 1972, 1976, and 1980, and was selected nine times as the Diving Coach of the Year. And on top of all of this, he also founded the World Diving Coaches Association in 1968, and American Coaches Diving Association in 1970. And in 1982, he won the NCAA Coach of the Year and was inducted into the Swimming Hall of Fame. Finally, in 1994, he received the Sammy Lee Award, which was at the time the world's highest award in amateur diving. Hobby Billingsley is described by many as the peak of diving coaching. A trailblazer and trendsetter in the sport who not only had a successful sporting career himself, but also encouraged and developed the future careers of so many. So with one Hobie down and one more to go, next on our tour is Hobart Hobie Alter, an American surf and sailing entrepreneur and pioneer, creator of the Hobie Cat Catamarans, and the founder of the Hobie Company. Now the beaches of Southern California have always been a breeding ground for new water toys and for entrepreneurs in Hawaiian shirts and flip-flops who knew how to bring their visions into reality. Now the undisputed king of that enviable sun-drenched subculture is Hobie Alter who started shaping wooden surfboards in his father's garage in Laguna Beach as a teenager in 1950. A few years later, he was producing lighter, foam-core fibreglass boards that became the standard. In 1958, he opened his first surfboard shop, establishing Hobie as a brand that is still a household name for surfers and sailors alike. Alter and his contemporaries were driven by the quest for new ways to have fun in the sun. This of course had a lovely side effect, keeping them out of what they felt was hell on earth, having to put on a suit every day and go to an office job. When Alter decided to design and build a catamaran in the late 1960s, his mission was accomplished. The first drawing was done in the sands of the beaches of California. The Hobie 14 was easy to drag down the beach, and through the surf, and fun to sail. The term Beach Cat was born, and he was selling these at $1,000, and so the boat was an instant hit. The 14 was followed by the 16, then the 18, all of these different models of catamaran with its double trapeze and outboard racks or wings the 18 was an active racing class boat. Hobart, Hobie, Alter had a whole range of boats for people to buy but he didn't settle there. Today there are 14 different Hobie Cat models, more than 100,000 boats in all. For Hobie Alter Sailing ranked with surfing, skiing, and motorcycle riding as his main pastimes. And just to prove that he wasn't just a beach cat, in 1980, Alter spearheaded the design of the Hobie 33. A trailable, mono-hull with a scant eight-foot beam to make it road-legal. It turned out to be a rocket. And between 1982 and 1986, 187 of the 33s were built. Alter himself skied and sailed the 60-foot catamaran he built well into his 70s. In 2011, his contributions were recognised again by being inducted into the National Sailing Hall of Fame. How nice must it have been to have been given back in such a way from a sport you dedicated most of your life to. There you are. Two examples of Hobies. One as their name and the other as a nickname. Two men, both excelling in their specific fields. I like doing mini biopics like this because it feels like you get a real nice window into A life that, otherwise, I may never have been able to look into. There are other Hobies out there living extraordinary lives. And I think it's important sometimes to take a real in-depth look at a view to appreciate the remarkable individuality of us all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today around the fireside. I really enjoyed during this Toasted Tale learning a bit more about the name Hobie. Looking at Hobie Billingsley and Hobart Hobie Alter, it was fascinating to look into their lives and see what they both achieved. If you enjoyed the story you heard today and want to know when new Toasted Tale podcasts are going to be released, then the best way to do that is to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Podcast Tale. It's there that I shout out about new episodes being released, and also sharing anything I find interesting. So please follow me at Podcast Tale for more. If you'd like to join me again for another story around the fireside, then I will be back here every Tuesday and Thursday. Your company will, of course, always be greatly welcomed. I hope you all have a lovely rest of day, and I will speak to you again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.